0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Finding Home podcast, where, as you know, when I say home is more than just the sticks and the bricks that you live in, a conversation about living in Utah, specifically along the Wasatch Front. My name is Keith. I am your host today. I'm pretty excited. I'll throw an update uh, at the tail end of this in terms of my leg and how things are going with that, just because in case any of you are interested, but I won't make you listen to it here at the uh, front end. So hang on to the end and you can hear a little bit about how that is going. Today for the episode, I have a conversation with my friend Luke Watkins. Luke runs a group on Facebook and has a page he started that was a gratitude video journal. It was a pretty cool idea, and it, it's made a big difference in his life. So I had him on to talk about, I mean, A, telling his Utah story, which is just a, a pretty fascinating story, and then to talk about what caused him to do these gratitude videos, and then he's moved on to, be, to doing these 30-day challenges. And so I'll have a link in the post on the website to, to Luke's group, so you can follow his videos. He's just a really fantastic individual, and I think you really enjoy the conversation. So without any further delay, here is Luke Watkins. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it a lot. It's going to happen every time I interview somebody, but I I know so many great people. I think I just know all the best people, as evidenced by the fact that people are willing to experiment with me on this whole situation. Today I'm talking to uh, Luke Watkins. He's been a friend of mine for quite a while. He's a musician extraordinaire, but we're not going to talk about that because we're going to talk about something else that he's got going on. But uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks. Thank
1: you for having me. I really appreciate it, actually. I'm grateful.
0: So as you know, the whole concept of this podcast is just talking about life in Utah, specifically along the Wasatch Front, and how that is for different people. And so we're talking to educators and business people and artists and, and all sorts of things. And you have a really cool project you've got going on. And I want to get to that. But first, yeah. kind of give us your, your Utah background, your cred, so to speak. Like, sure. how did you end up here? How did you land in Utah? What, <clears throat> what keeps you here? So
1: when I was 15, I was a troublemaker, started smoking pot. I got arrested. I lived in California, Glendale, California. And my parents thought at that point, it would be a good idea to ship me off and live with my dad's cousin's family. I moved from Glendale, California to Sandy, Utah. I think I was 15 and went to Alta, then went to Brighton, then Skyline. And then I graduated (laughs) from Valley. (laughs) Barely. So that's what brought me. I moved here Lived with them, and then my family followed me up here like a year, half a year later, because they missed me so much, I think is I, the no. truth about it. But Were you getting kicked out of
0: schools from school to school? So What's the story So,
1: I found drugs again, basically, you know. When you do drugs, you just don't want to go to school. So, I just didn't go to school. Uh, not that I wasn't smart. What? Because I'd say, well, actually, one of my catchphrases I uh, ain't had much school on, But,
0: I'm not a dumb kid, but I just <laughs> didn't go to school, so they kicked me out, yeah. That's something. You've been here ever since then.
1: Yeah, so I've lived here for longer than i lived in california it's been 24 years now and i love it Mm. when i first moved here did not like it but i was a 15 year old kid that didn't know anything right (laughs) i thought i knew everything well obviously of course but i mean i grew up as the white kid being the minority to not having any minorities yeah just
0: plugging right into yeah
1: status quo but it was a culture shock because i was a crazy punker right at alta everyone's preppy Mm -hmm. so a little bit of a culture shock and it took me a really long time to adjust. I would say 10 years, maybe. But I found some friends, and that's another reason I moved to schools, is because I found friends and then went to the school they went to, formed the band that we talked about. Mm. You want to talk about that at all? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that, I, <laughs> so, you know, I was in the band Hospital Food. Uh-huh. That was my life for basically 10 years or something.
0: And we had a little bit of success, I guess. We had a couple albums we put out. Mm-hmm. And like, I can tell you, I... <laughs> My band was always like, if we can only get that far, just do what they're doing. (laughs) The problem was, we weren't as good as you were, and that matters to whatever degree.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We didn't know what we were doing, but it was fun. We formed the band and did that and made some good friends and still friends with most of them. I did that forever, man. If if it wasn't Hospital Food, I went to another band and then another band and another band. You were in When It Rains and Love Misery, right? Yeah, there was another band called Love Misery. And then after that, it was When It Rains. Okay. And then I jammed with Shivers Timbers. It was like a folky reggae folk <laughs> thingy mabopper, And it was just fun just to jam, to be honest. Moved up to Davis County four years ago and just haven't really jammed since. I mean, I mm. do. I have a, and I have an acoustic guitar, and that's it. I figured out uh, GarageBand once <laughs> or twice. And I, and I actually put down some songs, mm. and it was fun, but I just don't find the time to do it. I need to make it, and I just don't.
0: T- tends to be the way a lot of my creative time ends up going into projects like this one and so i understand that the idea of like i'd like to sit down and write music and play music but it doesn't happen nearly as frequently as i'd like you mentioned before you love it here what is it that you like so well about particularly living in davis <laughs> county that's an interesting choice <laughs> to me
1: well so at first i didn't really like utah it's beautiful but i had trouble uh connecting with the people once i formed the band though i had buddies forever and that was my life like i said the band so like why would I go anywhere else, right? Davis County, I moved there because um, a work opportunity. So I was working downtown Mm -hmm. and partnered up with a guy who said, come move into my office for free. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Instead of commuting from downtown to Farmington, we just rented a place across the street.
0: (laughs) There's some some wisdom
1: there. Yeah. So yeah, and then we rented for two and a half years in Farmington and then built a house a year and a half ago in Kaysville. And we're Happy in Catesville. We've got a great neighborhood, a new, new development.
0: Bunch of kids in your neighborhood. So many kids. <laughs> so many kids.
1: When we first moved, it was in uh, Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving. And then when summer rolled around, it was just insane to me how, like, on Saturday, kids just, like, come out of the woodwork. And pour out into the yeah, streets. Yeah, and everybody's playing everywhere, and it's crazy. It's nice for the kids. We've mm-hmm. got four with the fifth on the way. I don't know. I didn't know you do. had a yeah, yeah, fifth on yeah. the
0: way. That's how often we catch up. Yeah, You know, man, there's, <laughs> there's ways to stop having kids.
1: <laughs> Everybody tells me that. I'm like, no, dude, we're just going to keep going and <laughs> going and going. going. <laughs> I told my yeah. buddy Crit that yesterday, he's like, you're so Mormon.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which was funny. But, yeah, so, so. Very, that's where
0: I'm at. Very cool. Yeah. Way. I live in South Jordan for many of the same reasons, in terms of there's a bunch of kids everywhere, and I like my neighborhood. It's closer to where I work, but I work all over, mostly in in Salt Lake Valley. I do head up north and south from time to time, but for the most part, I hang out here. So how long ago was it that you started the video journals? I forgot
1: how long it had been, and I went back... Through some old videos and it was like sometime in 2016 summer or before okay I didn't do it on a consistent basis but that's when the idea came to me and then I was on and off forever And then this last month,
0: challenged myself to
1: post a video every day day. for 30 days of something I'm grateful for.
0: Very cool. So, yeah, what we're talking about is, like, it would have been, again, I guess, last year. You decided you were going to post these gratitude video journals. and We'll put a link to your Facebook page that has them because you have a specific page for it so people can go check them out. Where you would just come on and talk about what you were grateful for. What made you decide to do something like that? That seems to be, for me, something if I thought I could do that, I'd be like, nah, too many people will think weird things about me. And then I would decide against it, you know, but you just kind of just threw yourself out there. Where did the genesis of the idea come from? And then what made you continue on with it, even being something that's a little different than what a lot of people around you might be doing?
1: The idea just came to me randomly, to be honest. About that time, I had started a coaching program. Not that I teach, but I hired a coach for business Mm. and life. And one of his main things that he taught me was journaling. And I went through and journaled, and I still do, almost daily. And I would write down my thoughts or inspirations that come to me, right? I don't know that that happens to a lot of people anymore these days because we're so busy. But sometimes if you just stop and think... These random thoughts come to you. I'm sure. I'm sure you're aware, and I'm sure everybody is. Whenever you can remember that, because we're always so busy. But I would just write things down. I'd be like, "Oh, that's an idea. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down." And that was one of them. And I just did it. And to be honest, I was completely scared shitless. Mm -hmm. I guess if I can say that. But I just did it anyways. And that's one of my mantras, I guess, if you will, of life is just take action. Like Mm -hmm. you know a little bit about my business career. I just quit my job and started something else, right? Mm So <laughs> I, I I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. But I just do it because, I mean, the 30-day challenge, I just committed myself. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this.
0: So I did that. Yeah, So I'm just, just doing talk, it. Talk man. about the 30-day challenge. You just finished that up. Yeah. Just a few days ago. So you decided to do it. You went out and did it. What was that like? And did anything change in your life and such totally. in doing that? So many things changed.
1: It was really amazing, to be quite honest. And I would encourage other people to try it, even if it's just write something down. And I tried to do that in the past like, year, and nobody has done it. Like I'm like, you, <laughs> post a video of something you're grateful for. And nobody did it. I got like, my mom to do it and my sister, and I think that was it. Mm. And I tried pretty hard for a while. The 30-day challenge was really amazing. I learned a lot about being challenged the obstacles that you're going to face, how to overcome those obstacles, how to push through those obstacles. And then the concept itself of gratitude just changed my life. I think because it changed my life, I actually noticed that it changed everybody else's life around me. The positivity that I would have and carry with me throughout any given day during that challenge because of the gratitude that I was expressing would rub off on like people at my work, my family. I just recently wrote a bunch of things that I learned from challenge so that's why it's pretty fresh in my mind Mm. but weird things like i realized i became a better listener i feel like i have better confidence understand myself a little bit better i realize what's really important in life and what's not you know a lot of times we we get wrapped up in money and things and i just didn't care anymore and i don't anymore and it's weird (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome (laughs) it's amazing but yeah, that was, it was a really cool project. And another main reason that I do it, though, and I've shared in some of my videos, is I turned my life around mm, two and a half years ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: from basically sex, drugs, and rock and roll to full-time Mormon missionary. <laughs> <laughs> um, not really a full-time Mormon missionary, but, but I went back the, to the, the Mormon the, church. The, yeah. the difference is stark <laughs> enough. Yeah, <laughs> Through that experience as well... With all the things, the coaching, going back to church. Um, I had a motorcycle accident I told you about. That helped impact how I felt and what, how I wanted to change. I felt inspired that I had a story to tell. And that's my story. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a story of change, right? And it's mm-hmm. just me. But I felt like there's some kind of value there for somebody. And if I can connect with one person and I helped them, mission accomplished. But I want to uplift, motivate, and inspire people just to be better and to do better. Take action and just go after your dreams, man. And I, and I want to do that through my example because I'm not a great speaker. I want to be, and I'm going to try to be. I, I figure if people can see me doing hard stuff, they can do hard stuff.
0: That's kind of where I'm at now. Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because I'd seen you do your videos and I know you weren't doing them daily or weekly or whatever, however often you were doing them, but I saw you are doing them and you kind of put yourself out there. And that was actually one of the things that inspired me in this last, you know, I went down to Haiti last <clears> month and I was able to raise just a crap load of money on a whim, but part of it was like, well, Luke does these videos. <laughs> I can do some videos, see what people do. And I'm not even like yanking your chain and saying like, it was that it was, you were just out there doing it. It's like, well, it's just Luke. Exactly. Like, Luke is yeah. getting out there and doing stuff and I, I can make something happen. And it was really a cool thing for me to experience in terms of the response that I got to those and getting over my fear that I look like a, a big marshmallow <laughs> man uh, when I'm on camera. I thought,
1: and you texted me that. And I thought that was so cool, man. I was like, sweet and that's that's the purpose that's uh-huh. my purpose
0: that's what you're trying to do so you you did the 30 day challenge yes. and you talked about what it helped you know what was actually important what is the most important thing then and you've had this zen moment of <laughs> of clarity where we're all like dogs chasing our tails trying to get the next thing and get the next thing and get the next thing and it seems like you discovered something outside of that tell us about that what what is important that you found based on these last 30 days of just focusing on gratitude <clears throat>
1: Well, it's interesting you ask that because I think it was on your first or second podcast, you said, we're just humans and it's all about our interaction and our relationships. Hmm. And that's really what it is. Hmm. It's I mean, obviously the first thing that comes to my mind is my family, right? I used to be a workaholic and I would work at nights and do this. And now I just stop and I don't touch work again. And I dedicate time to my family and I go to their sports activities and I make sure to do all that important stuff. But even on a deeper level, it's the people I work with it's you. It's sharing messages through Facebook videos to reach tons of people to just... I really just want to make the world a more positive place, you know? And I think that's what it's about. And I strongly believe that if we get enough people to gather together in that fight, we can. I mean, I'm affecting my own world, and that's good. And I want to affect other people's world in the same way. It's just about us, man. Humans. <laughs> Humans. And I, just friendship,
0: service, love, caring... Humans connecting with other humans. I know. It sounds I, stupid and silly. No, no, but like, man. That's that's like my watchword at this point.
1: And it's funny because, you know, I'm still into like business and marketing and wanting to make money and do stuff like that. But it's just, I realized after doing that, it's just, who cares? So what? For example, when I first started in real estate, I just thought it was the coolest thing. I'm going to be rich. I, I'm sure you probably gathered that when we met for lunch. And I'm like, dude, tell me how to flip a house. I just, you know, was in the clouds and, and you get lost in it's not really that important. It's, not, it's, just, it's just not that important. Money's not that important. I don't know. It's crazy. I know. Not well, to say I don't like money
0: or things, but it's not the most important thing. It seems everybody has to reach that point at some, at some time in their life where they might be chasing something for a really long time. And they get it only to realize that it doesn't satisfy the way that you thought it would. So often we set our sights on on some sort of financial goal, some sort of, I want to make this much money or have this kind of independence or whatever it might be, but we don't really think about what that actually means once you get there. We just kind of put our heads down and try and hit the goal and hit the goal and <coughs> hit the goal and hit the goal. And sometimes we hit the goal and we don't even notice that we did because we've just been putting our head down and, and pushing forward so hard. And you, when you do that seems like you just miss the things around you. You know, life happens. Oh God, who was it? So life happens when you're busy making other plans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if it was a comedian somewhere. <laughs> um.
1: I just read a book and there was a quote in it that I really liked. I can't remember exactly, but it says, you get to a point where you become an expert and there's nothing else to do. You're an expert, except you can contribute to mm-hmm. other people and help them become experts. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's like you spend all that time acquiring and, and reaching those goals. And then you realize there's more and it's giving and it's helping people. And I realized that and that's what I'm trying to do through my videos. So I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't have all the answers and I don't know how to explain myself. I just do it and I'm an action taker and I want people to see me doing it. And hopefully it would encourage people
0: to do the same. Would you encourage somebody to get super public about what I guess would be considered more vulnerable aspects of <clears throat> their life?
1: Well, being vulnerable is an amazing thing. You can connect with people on a way deeper level. Now that being said, people are scared of it. I'm one of them. When I speak in public, my throat constricts and I can't talk, and it's like, Ugh. but then again, I just for me, I take action and, and do it anyway. I, I like to face my fears, and I would want to encourage people to do that. But I do understand that everyone's on their own plan in life and, and need to start you know somewhere. And if they can't do that, then don't do it. But gratitude, anybody can express. You can write it down on a piece of paper every day. And tons of famous people talk about this all the time. I think Montel Williams had something said where he writes down three things every night before he goes to bed. Oprah's had lots of things about gratitude. It's a principle that is
0: timeless. Cool. And you have one more thing I guess you're working on right now. By the time we release this, you might be a whole lot closer to it because I'm trying to remember where you are on the on the release schedule. But you, you decided to undertake a fairly weighty challenge recently. Tell us about that. And you got like super public about it so that you have to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I'll just give a quick background. When the 30-day gratitude video challenge was coming to an end, I'm like, well, now what? Because I'm like, okay, so I did that. So now what? I'm like, I'm going to just challenge myself to do something wild and crazy every 30 days. And so that's what I'm going to try to do. And I asked people for suggestions on Facebook and I got a bunch of weird responses, some good, some bad. But I decided to run a marathon in 30 days, basically. Like I'm not signed up for any particular race, but in 30 days, I'm going to run 26.2 miles and I'm going to track all my running so that people can see I'm hoping to get some support, you know, like, Hey, you can do it in case uh, I feel like I can't, I want people to see me going through the the struggles and challenges of doing that. And for me, it was kind of personal. Like, I mean, I want to, <laughs> I want to accomplish this goal. I've wanted to do it for like three years and I haven't been able to do it. So I'm like, screw it. I'm doing it. I've been running already for like mm, two or three weeks. So I'm kind of in fairly good shape and I work out. So I'm like, I could totally do it. And I Googled, uh, <laughs> I Googled 30 day marathon training
0: and there was one out there. I'm like, cool done now, that's what you're doing it's is happening that particular program yeah of course i'll be watching your whole progress <laughs> situation a couple of last things okay um, what is the worst piece of advice anybody ever gave you that is a horrible question i know
1: i'm joking we're gonna the flip the to the other side of it but Dude, uh, the, uh, worst the worst
0: thing. advice someone gave you
1: oh man i try not to remember that stuff so i'm like totally on the spot the worst i mean i back to like my partying days, maybe it's just like, who cares, man, do whatever you want, whatever you want, which is good and bad because it's good if you do the right things and it's bad if you do the wrong. And and I was doing the wrong.
0: (laughs) And then the flip side of that, what's the best piece of advice anybody's ever given you?
1: Well, I like my advice to myself about taking action. I've learned more in life by taking action than anything else I've ever done. Probably
0: easy enough, man. Face your fears and
1: conquer your goals.
0: Anything else you want to share with the tens and tens of people listening to this at this juncture?
1: Just that I love you, man. I love Keith. <laughs> Seriously. You you were there when I reached out to you and needed some help and support years ago. And people don't forget that kind of That's stuff, man. So saying. you're a good friend. So
0: thank at, you. At this juncture, I'd have to come back to you on advice on how to flip a property because <laughs> I don't live in that world anymore. But I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate yeah. your friendship and... Again, we don't catch up as often as possible, but it doesn't seem like that really matters now. To me, that's more what a a real friendship is, is you just pick up when you can, man. Life is... Life is complicated and you got to prioritize things, but I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'll put a link to your Facebook page in the show notes so people can go and watch your videos and follow you. And if you can get a couple more followers, maybe reach a few more people, that would be awesome. I would, I would feel good about that. Thank you. So, yeah.
1: No, thanks for having me. And it's just gratitude video journal on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I figured I'd be Is, it, is that, that just well. so
0: it'll be facebook.com slash gratitude video journal. Yep. All right, cool. It's a
1: page. There's also a group. But the page is where I'm posting all my stuff. There's a group. I don't even know. I I didn't (laughs) know what I was doing. I I made a group and I'm like, why am I doing this? And like, so then I switched it to a page. (laughs) Uh, All
0: right, Cool, man. Thanks for coming on.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: I told you he's a very cool guy. And I was really happy to be able to talk to him for the podcast. Uh, Hopefully I'll, I'll try and have him on again, maybe in a year, see how these 30 day challenges have gone. I know as of now he did run the marathon and that was quite the experience for him. So we'll check back in with Luke at some point in the future, I think, just because I like talking to him so well. As far as, as the leg goes, I was laid up for about two weeks. Like I said, I did my last episode lying down in bed on a whole bunch of painkillers, so it was a little fuzzy, And but I figured I'd It was important a to keep getting content released on a regular basis but b tell the story right in that moment felt right to me so i just did it right now i'm still in a splint it's not my post-surgery splint anymore that stupid thing was terribly uncomfortable because they formed it to my foot when i was swollen up like an elephant leg so now i have a splint that fits right i still can't put any weight on the foot for another four weeks after four weeks i'll be able to do partial weight and then hopefully i'll be able to just get back to some of my more normal stuff because the, the challenge here has been i'm used to moving very quickly and going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and now everything takes longer i don't have free hands to carry things with i have to ask for a lot of help and that's that's hard for me kind of a proud person however fear not intrepid listener and client I am still up and going and getting after all the real estate crap I usually do. It's just a little more physically slow. That's where we're at right now. The healing is coming along really well. I've got some pretty sick bruising on my leg and that's just gonna be there for a while. And whenever I don't have my foot up for you know an hour or so, my toes fill up with blood and look like these funny little sausages, which is what's starting to happen right now. So that's the update on my leg. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been overwhelming in terms of the fact that people are actually listening to this thing. I appreciate you. I have a lot of love for somebody who's willing to take some time to listen to something that I find important. And I think these conversations are important. As always, if you know somebody who would like to be on the podcast or if you yourself would like to come have a conversation about a project in your life or maybe you own a business or you run a charity, anything like that. If you'd like to come on the podcast and talk about that, hopefully we can spread your message a little wider just by you being able to leverage all the the fine listeners of, of this podcast. So uh, email me at findinghomepodcast at gmail.com. That's findinghomepodcast at gmail.com. That's the fastest, straightest way to get a hold of me. If you look for me online, you can probably find my phone number as my real estate stuff is all over the place out there as well. So for now we will talk to you next time when we will discuss whether or not utah drivers are in fact the worst drivers in the country and you may be surprised to find out the answer to that question so until next time we will see you later